0: Elimination Thursday, Law and Gospel on this August the 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2023. My voice is coming back a little better, so I'll be able to do this. But I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me to help me today is Pastor Wes Rhymenis. Hi, Wes.
1: Hi, Tom. It's good to see you sounding better it's uh, even better that I'm with you today.
0: Well, you you had an exciting time this past Sunday. What was that?
1: Well, we were out in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, my youngest grandchild was celebrating their first birthday. It's kind of become a tradition for us as family. as uh, We have three grandchildren now. And when they reach their birthday, we go out and we celebrate it and we have fun celebrating and especially the the gift of baptism that each one of them have received.
0: Exactly. Uh, A gift that is really important for the Lutheran faith, which leads us to our topic for today. It's entitled, What is a Lutheran? And it's written by President Harrison of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Uh, he wrote this on July the 21st of this year, just prior to the convention. And it has some really interesting parts. In fact, his very first paragraph is something that I have been really seeking to find someone else who agrees with me." What does he say in that first paragraph?
1: Well, he talks about the insurance company called Thriven, a fraternal benefit society born of of a major merger of a two Lutheran organization, and exhorted his Instagram followers with, with a rainbow heart to celebrate Pride Month, and many folks who own Thriving Practices are asked as their alternative for insurance and investments.
0: And at this point, there is not. And I had Thriving for a while, and I dropped it. And I'll tell you why. I I phoned them up, and I said I would like to give money to the pro-life movement. And they said no, we're not accepting money for the pro-life movement. And I asked them why they said, that's a political decision. And we don't want to make political decisions for people. And so they refuse to take the money to send to the pro-life movement. Yet I also found out that they are receiving money for pro-gay movements, and here, with a rainbow heart, to celebrate Pride Month, it shows that the thriving agents, their consciences are burdened.
1: Yeah, you know, it was uh, J. O. Price, the first, the father of the former L. C. M. S. president of J. O. Jack the II, who founded Lutheran Brotherhood. And then, of course, we had uh, the A Association for Lutherans. And uh, as Harrison thinks of, of Lutherans, like his family, who were so well served by this institution for so long, and all the charitable do- dollars that went for were the causes. But then they just deleted the said the term for Lutherans a long time ago, so they kind of went off in a different direction.
0: Yes, if I had a thriving agent in my congregation, I would begin to bring discipline against him, leading to excommunication because of his stance against the pro-life movement and for the gay movement.
1: No kidding did you actually do that
0: no that's what i would do Ah. when i was in my Mm -hmm. congregation of 28 years uh i excommunicated eight people all of them
1: thriving people
0: no no a lot of them were because of divorces or they were living together outside of marriage or things like that. Mm. One situation was I got called to the hospital because my member had been shot. When I got there, she was lying in bed and I asked her what happened. She said that, I did not know this, but she worked at an abortion clinic as a secretary, she didn't do abortions, but was their secretary. And a man had come in really angry with his wife who was having an abortion and shot up the place and she got hit. So we began excommunication against her, but she left the abortion clinic Found another job we had found for her, and and therefore, we did not have to put her under the ban of excommunication.
1: Now, does this uh, go for uh, that beer company the same? You, you don't buy a certain beer because they're they're pro uh, lgbq
0: Yes, I, I think we need to be careful where we put our money and not support organizations that are in absolute contrast to the word of God. In fact, in his next paragraph, Dr. Harrison talks about a congregation in Minnesota. It has the name Lutheran, though it is not in fellowship with the Missouri Senate. What have they done?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's gone viral on the so-called Sparkle Creed at a Pride Sunday service in June. Again, voicemail and inboxes lit up. They're concerned that Senate needs you need to issue a statement about this creed, which included phrases such as "I believe in a non-binary God." whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, her son, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads.
0: That is their new creed. And right. the reason that President Harrison brings that up is that when they made known that that was their creed, they said they were Lutheran, but did not make a distinction that they were not Missouri Synod Lutheran. They were part of Elka, which has really gone down the wrong way. What with a woman bishop. That's expected.
1: It becomes a real big problem uh, for us as, as Lutherans. As we see that uh, having to sit down and, and talk about it. Uh, I was not aware of it that uh, the church bodies in Australia had slipped away. Japan, I had heard about, that uh, they are having problems where we're having to drop fellowship with certain church bodies while we're picking up others.
0: Yes. And those ones we're dropping have gone to women ordination, which is absolutely contrary to the word of God. And so they have slipped away from historic confessional Lutheran doctrine. But in Africa and elsewhere, the churches are throwing off their entanglements with the heterodox Lutheran World Federation, which is very liberal. And they are seeking LCMS pastors and professors to catechize them in more faithful doctrine and practice. In fact, I was called to go to the seminary in Novosibirsk, which is New Siberia. And I was there for some time in teaching the students who were seminary students about the distinction between law and gospel and helping Mm -hmm. them to see that just because a group uses the word Lutheran does it mean that they're truly Lutheran, like Thrivent and the ELCA.
1: Right, and what's what's interesting at our Synodical convention, our LCMS convention that's going on right now in Milwaukee, is we we in any number of African nations and European uh, <laughs> Lutheran church bodies are seeking fellowship with with us based upon our word and sacrament and the Lutheran confessions.
0: Yes, he even shows how some churches are taking solid Lutheran words like grace and thinking that they mean tolerance or vocation, which means service. Grace is, of course, God's love toward us who don't deserve that grace. And vocation is our calling in the world. And God has set up what callings we should have as we serve the neighbor as well as God.
1: Excellent point you bring up. And, you know, as these other churches, church bodies are looking for us to catechize them, it is the vile of the international role of our seminary is is often overlooked we need uh we have far more requests around the world than we can meet it's just a a blessing that we have two two faithful seminaries and they are passing resolutions in support of seminaries and, and also in seeking out students that we seek out those that are uh, confessionally constricted to get the good news of Jesus Christ out there.
0: Now for uh, President Harrison, it is the core of the catechism that shows whether or not you're Lutheran or not. What does he quote?
1: Well, he, he talks about the small catechism it sets forth the the, the the very basics of faith, and that's been the rock-bottom part of our teaching. The Ten Commandments, the Creed, the Lord's Prayer, Baptism, Confession, and the Lord's Supper. And at the very core of the catechism are these words. I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, the God of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death.
0: So what is the doctrine on which the church stands or falls?
1: Well, that's the doctrine of justification. And what it means for the Lutheran. Everything flows from an original sin and the preaching of the law. Apart from Christ, all of us lost and condemned persons are about justification because we know that God justifies the sinner. We aren't afraid of man's sinful condition. Our <laughs> sins terrify and oppress us. God reckons us righteous by grace for Christ's sake.
0: Why are some people terrified of their sins?
1: Well, it's I say because uh, uh, when we aren't afraid of our sinful condition, nor do our sins terrify and oppress us, because of, of Christ. Without Christ. Uh they it, it's a, a hopelessness it's a bottomless pit
0: we're terrified because the devil tempts us to be terrified thinking that right. we're going to heaven by our works
1: the biggest problem we see we, we've talked about this often that there's just two religions in, in the world man and God and man Seeks to say what kind of work righteousness can get them to heaven by their works. And God's way is through Jesus Christ, who justifies us through his sacrifice and death on the cross for us.
0: Yes, he indicates that apart from Christ, all of us are lost and condemned. But because we know that God justifies sinners, we aren't afraid of man's sinful condition, nor do our sins terrify and oppress us. God reckons us righteous by grace for Christ's sake. And an important way of doing that is even infant baptism. What does he say about that?
1: I like his use of baptism is about justification because the font is one of the places that god does his justifying work from the participation of our own it is uh, when we baptize we baptize in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit it is through god's work through water and the word that the person is brought to faith and justified
0: he also talks about the office of the keys. What is that, the office of the keys?
1: Well, it's about justification because the pastor's absolving words are a justifying words. We we often hear it on a, on a Sunday morning when we, when we all confess our sins, and then we hear pastors say, I as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in this stead, by the command and by his authority I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we, we forgive sins in the name of Jesus.
0: The office of the keys also can lock heaven. Where does Jesus say that to his apostles?
1: What is that, John chapter 20? Yep. Whoever sins you release, they are released. Whoever sins you retain, they
0: are retained. And, and that's something the church needs to be more dealing with these days, is retaining sins of those who are unrepentant. We obviously don't want to discipline people who are sinners, because that would mean everyone in the congregation would be disciplined. But we look to see whether there is repentance. And and that's why we repent of our sins prior to receiving the body and blood of Jesus.
1: And yeah, he Jesus, says, here the, he says here the Lord's Supper is about justification, because God gathers his saints around the altar and feed them with the price paid for their justification. This this is rather interesting, uh, how he uses baptism and Lord's Supper with justification.
0: Yes, that that is the goal of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and of course, the forgiveness of sins. So a person can come to know that they are forgiven. If a church body rejects God's law, what does that
1: mean? Well, it can't call sinners to repentance. (coughs) I mean, if the church body makes, makes up their rules as they go along and and decide, they're going to decide what that, uh, sins are, are sins and what sins are not like we have going on in the, in, our society today, then you can't call them to repentance.
0: That's why in a sermon, you must proclaim law, showing people where they have sinned. The best example of that is John the baptizer. He Mm. took the vocations of the people of his day, like soldiers and said, it's not wrong for you to kill someone in war but it is wrong for you to steal and plunder them. And so in each vocation you have, there is something that you should not do if you're following God's will.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. You bring up John the Baptist because his baptism was of repentance. <laughs> and Jesus was baptized by John. What did Jesus have to repent of? He
0: repented of our sins.
1: Yeah. At that point we say he takes the sins of the whole world upon him. Exactly.
0: Now you would think that president Harrison would say that in order to be saved, you must be a Lutheran. Does he say that?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. His answer is no as the doctrine of justification finally teaches God saves solely out of his Father's the divine goodness and mercy through simple faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior. So in in essence and in, in reality we are saved through through our Lord the Savior Jesus Christ. And there weren't any Lutherans around when Jesus was standing upon the cross.
0: Wherever his word is preached, even if imperfectly, there is hope for sinners to be saved by the working of the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, I looked up to that passage. Uh, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians
0: 12, 3. And that means people who aren't Lutheran, like Methodists, Presbyterians, Roman Catholics, Baptists, they're still saved, even though they don't have Lutheran behind their name. Because in that teaching is the teaching of salvation by grace, through faith, on account of Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, I, I would often kid uh, those of different faiths who believe the same as, as we did about that, what you just said, and I said, that's very Lutheran of you.
0: He also heard of a pastor who was fond of telling his parishioners, there are no Lutheran insomaniacs, at least when it comes to eternal life. What did he mean by that?
1: Well, he said, "No Lutheran should stay awake at night worrying about his salvation. Justification is God's work alone, which it is. And if He works through the tangible means, which He does, the Lord's Supper and baptism, then that Christian can remind himself that he is baptized by God and happily go to sleep. Yes, and." And isn't that what we do? We encourage our people to do at night is make the sign of the cross. And we often use uh, Luther's evening prayer, or say our prayers, and then go to sleep.
0: He ends on a good note that the point of being Lutheran is comfort, not pride. What does he mean by that?
1: Well, God intends his people to have a full and complete confidence that they are his because of his perfect work. This is justification. And that's why he says, I am a Lutheran. This joyful confidence is baptismal birthright of every Christian. And why don't we come? That's why we don't confess the sparkle creed that, that is the church of the happening now.
0: It's just amazing how the devil is able to get people to leave the Word of God, which is very clear, as the creeds summarize them, and instead come up with this idea that Jesus has two gods, two fathers, etc. That that's ridiculous. But yeah. it's part of what people are saying.
1: Uh, that's why I, th- I saw this article as being very important because he reaches out through the article of justification that we're all saved through through faith in Christ, and he brings up baptism, the lord's Supper uh, and of course, the word itself, the means of grace.
0: If you would like to have a copy of this article, what is a Lutheran? Just email us at Tom Baker at brick.net and we will send you a free copy. Tom Baker at brick. That's B R I C K. Dot net. That's our new email address. And that's the one we're asking people to use when they're requesting materials such as this it will be sent to you either in an email or if you give us your home address, it will be sent to your home. So thanks very much, Wes, in once more finding a great article and one that we can disperse throughout the church. I'm Tom Baker. That was Wes Reimnitz. God bless you. And join us next Thursday where we will continue with further law and gospel insights. Until then, God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your checkout to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132 or call toll-free 267 1962 Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.